Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. Today is the third quarter 2019 Von Nelson Select Recap. In the third quarter of 2019, Von Nelson Select returned 2.34% gross and 2.07% net, and that's compared to the S&P at 1.68%, which brings the year-to-date returns to 21.22% gross and 20.3% net, again, versus the S&P at 20.55. And with me today is Lead Senior Portfolio Manager, Scott Weber. Uh, Scott, welcome, and, and we look forward to your recap. Thanks, Dan. Uh, as you mentioned, Select outperformed the indices for the quarter. You know, we're ahead for the quarter and for the year, which, of course, we're excited about. Uh, the market was up a bit in the third quarter, not much. Volatility ticked up, and those are conditions that tend to favor our style. Thinking towards contribution, uh, we did have positive contribution from most of the gig sectors. The best contributors at the sector level were materials, which were up over 14%. Tech was up almost 6%, industrials were up over 5%, and consumer staples up over 4.5%, and consumer discretionary up over 9%. Um, For the portfolio, both financials and healthcare were detractors for the index and for the portfolio, uh, with select trailing a little over 2% and 1.3% respectively. Materials were a bright spot for the portfolio, but not for the index. Um, turning to relative performance, the attribution uh, shows that, as you mentioned, we were ahead for the quarter and the year-to-date period. We managed to outperform uh, despite carrying a reasonably heavy cash load, at least for us. Um, we continue to be selective about putting the cash to work, but we have reduced that cash position a bit. Uh, not owning utilities and real estate cost us a little bit of relative performance as we had a rate move. Um, I don't, I don't know if that's a, a massive pivot, but during the quarter, that uh, did cost us a little bit of relative performance. We keep looking for great names in those two spaces, those two sectors, but we really haven't found any companies that meet our return targets there. Um, financials, and to a lesser extent, staples and communication services were dragged to relative performance, but not meaningful. Uh, we did have a little more activity in the third quarter than we did in the second. We added three names and we exited three names. We had a small gain on one that we exited, but there were some changing fundamentals there that led us to uh, reconsider our position. The other two, we had really sizable gains on. Uh, We continue to love the companies, we love the businesses, but the valuation is just too stretched and we found better opportunities for that capital. Turning to the characteristics of the portfolio, it continues to be consistent with our typical profile high active share, comparable to lower valuation, dividend yield a little higher than the index, um, similar return characteristics, et cetera, as usual. Uh, The one distinction is our market cap is just a little bit smaller than the index and a little bit smaller than we've been the past few years, but but there again, not meaningfully different. Uh, Turning to what factors did uh, during the quarter, our stock selection was additive uh, again during the quarter. As you look at the market performance, The uh, drawdown or decline that you saw through the end of July and early August favored more risk-off factor exposures, which helped us uh, outperform. September had a little bit of a reversal there with risk-on type exposures. So names with higher leverage or higher short interest outperform. And really, since then, the market has reverted back to a preference of risk-off factors, at least here in the early days of October. Um, 
Turning next to macro, I'll divide it into two buckets, if you will. The first, politics and policy. Uh, the Fed delivered the anticipated rate cut, albeit with dissents both ways. Uh, the trade spat with China drags on. It's about like watching a tennis match back and forth, back and forth. Uh, Brexit drags on, um, seems like ad infinitum. And we uh, have stepped up the, the narrative on the impeachment drama. And so I think that's probably that and the election are going to be good for uh, the, the media companies. But um, it remains to be seen how meaningful it is for investing. Looking to the, to the economic statistics, that other bucket, um, there's really a buffet to please everybody. The economic surprise indices, or at least the U.S. economic surprise index, consumer data, employment, all, all continue to be positive. Uh, Dr. Copper has been grumpy. PMIs and leading economic indicators are, are not that great. Uh, the yield curve's still inverted. Uh, and so that's brought the discussion of recession to the fore. Um, we'll see what happens there. The Fed is mostly accommodative at the moment. Uh, there seems to be a limited specter of inflation and the anticipated lag of Fed policy from last year, i.e. when they're they're raising rates the last few years, needs to sort of wash through. Uh, looking over across the pond um, with Miss um, Lagarde taking the helm at the ECB, I think many investors feel that that would be indi indicative of a more accommodative ECB. Uh, so where we are feels a little bit like the 2015-2016, what I'd call an industrial recession, even though it's probably not labeled as such, largely because it went unnoticed by consumers. Um, and so net-net, uh, the economy does feel like it's decelerating. It's becoming more vulnerable to recession. Everyone's got their eyes open looking for any indication that we get there. And the Fed, of course, has been called to act against it. Um, one key indicator that may not be on investors' uh, first page uh, to watch is probably the strength in the U.S. dollar. There's no doubt it has a myriad of effects, um, notably liquidity uh, as you know this purported dollar shortage, which we've talked about for a while, manifests itself a little bit in a repo fiasco in late September, which the Fed was swift to respond to, and I'm sure this audience is familiar with all of that. Turning now to valuation in the U.S. equity markets, you know, it's, it's not especially cheap. It's not crazy. It may be called bipolar, and I call it bipolar because the great companies really are not cheap. Um, suspect businesses are, some special situations are, and frankly, we're finding some value in a couple of specific uh, special situations. I wouldn't say there's anything thematic to where we've been able to find value. Um, it's really very much idiosyncratic. The market leadership, as we discussed last quarter, continues to be in rotation. The uh, four horsemen, uh, as, as some people have called it, you know, the, are not unilaterally leading the market. But as we alluded to earlier, bargains remain elusive. Um, so dispersion and a little bit of volatility is creeping back into the market, which we think, certainly as an active manager, we find that to be healthy for market performance and also for the opportunity set that, that we um, face. Uh, the volatility is perhaps dampened a bit by Fed action and a large portion of passive ownership and equities, both of which are a bit of a sugar high, not something I'd necessarily lean on. Um, it may not be healthy for the long run, but here again, we're finding idiosyncratic opportunities within that. Turning now to positioning, 
We have put some cash to work, as I mentioned, when the market's given us the opportunity. There's not a specific discernible theme to the recent moves in the portfolio, uh, unless you uh, want to call out the fact that we harvested gains from, from a couple of names where valuation was frankly a bit stretched vis-a-vis the returns that we anticipate, and we redeployed that capital in specific companies that offer really compelling opportunity. Great opportunities are still scarce, um, but we remain diligent in the search. An investor must, inc- any investment that we consider must incrementally enhance returns and reduce the aggregate risk of the portfolio in order to be considered for inclusion. Fortunately, during the quarter, we found three names that met that standard. Uh, we continue to like how the portfolio is positioned, and we maintain a long list of potential candidates to, uh, to upgrade our exposures if the market gives us the opportunity. Well, great. Well, thank you, Scott. We certainly appreciate the insight here, and uh, congratulations on a solid quarter, and good luck here in the fourth. Thanks again. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws.